0: Do 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 da 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 da. Do 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 November twenty seventh has arrived. Black Friday is here, and Thanksgiving has passed, which means it's officially Christmas season. Am I getting ahead of myself? I guess that depends on who you're asking. I personally love the season of joy and whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, the solstice, Eid or just being together, there is a lot to celebrate. As always, this year will look a little bit different but that's why I wanna start celebrating now and finding my own ways to do that. For starters, I have some fun projects up my sleeve, including some musical collaborations that I'm really excited about. Having a reason to sing alone is enough to merit celebration for me. And in my household, we are thinking of some new ways to give back to the people in our community, especially as there are even more people in need right now than in a typical year. By the way, Giving Tuesday is coming up, and it's a great time to donate to community organizations who work in the arts and do so much to give back. For example, North Atlanta Voices, which you heard all about in episode four, is a wonderful organization doing just that. We're also making sure to do holiday shopping with small stores and black-owned businesses, anywhere we have the option. We have to support each other. Over the next few weeks, my family is looking at some fun alternatives like drive-through light shows to keep safe, be respectful of those around us, and to do our part to get us all closer to that normalcy we're all craving. And lastly, we are decorating Christmas trees, twinkle lights, sparkle, and faux fur stockings, the whole nine. We need a little Christmas right this very minute. This isn't really all that new for me, admittedly, especially as I come from a family of creatives and designers. Man, you should see the displays at holiday time between my grandmother, my parents, and aunts. One of my very favorite households at Christmas is my aunt and uncles. Yes, that aunt and uncle. (laughs) My Aunt Leanne loves the abundance of sparkle that comes with the season. We have that in common. In fact, we have a lot in common. Leanne Literal is one of my biggest influences and has been an example for me as I've chased my dreams. She is often my voice of reason, as she is for many, because she really has done it all. She's driven, multi-talented, and unstoppable. Professionally, she's been an actor, model, producer, director, entrepreneur, designer, and a bunch of other roles I know I'm not naming because they are many. Right now, she is also her son Bailey's manager, and they make quite the team. They're making their own way, even despite the curveballs 2020 has thrown their way. She's here with me today to talk about all of this and more, and she has some really great stories. I'll warn you now, if you don't like the episodes where I laugh a lot, this is not the one for you. We are always laughing together. That never stops, and it's very present here. But you're also going to learn a lot, and maybe she'll inspire you like she inspires me. So here it is, episode 16, in which I talk with the person who helped me chase my dreams as we explore the evolution of hers. Let's go. I'm in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a closet. I can't uh, see anything because it's just like a lamp in the corner and then like nothing um, because we're converting the actual space into like a, a little studio for me, like a voice studio um, in the back of it. But right now it's just like all of our sweaters and then me sitting on the floor in the dark. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a closet too. And I'm like, no, like mine's, mine's like a closet. <laughs>
1: like... Mine's a real closet. <laughs>
0: so weird I'm so happy to be talking to you um because we snap every day and that's amazing and we're at like a 195 day streak or something but like I haven't talked to you aside from snapchat in like since January I think yeah it's been forever
1: isn't that weird like and how you just grow accustomed to it yeah the whole thing
0: we're super acclimated to it now it's so strange I can't wait to like see you in person but you know it's you almost have that like um When you haven't seen someone in so long and then you see them, you're like, oh, oh, you're you're here. (laughs) You're here. You're fat. It's
1: just like, oh, wow, COVID was good to you. (laughs) Has your hair always been that color? It's funny. It's true, though. Seriously, you see them and are like, oh, my gosh, because you know, our pictures look so good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, a little brush up here, a little smooth out there. And you see people, and it's either really, no, I'm just kidding. But it's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's like after summer camp, you know. You're yes. Just
0: like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you since summer camp. Exactly. So. Yeah, and soon, I know soon we're getting to that point where we're all going to see each other again, and it'll be wonderful. Um, But, yes. yeah, it's, it's exactly one of those things where it's just like, it's like shock. You're just like, oh, right. my God, you're in person. You're in front of me. It's almost like a. Like a celebrity thing, kind of, where you're like, it's you. It's really, it's really you. (laughs) You're here! Oh my God. How did you get here? So speaking of celebrity and speaking of kind of going back, I want to ask you like a million questions about your life because you have the best stories.
1: I just told husband last night, I was like, oh my gosh, we have lived a thousand lives. Like we talk about experiences that we've had along the way. And we were laying there, getting ready to go to bed. And husband goes, Bailey's going to be 18. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just thought, I was like, we have lived a thousand lives. And if you think about living a thousand lives, I mean, you really think about little segments of your lives, which is very much like the questions you're asking me, um, is when I go back to remember these things, I'm like, oh, that was me. You know?
0: <laughs> the <laughs> same <was> me?
1: me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if it was the same me, God help us. If it was. <laughs> no, but you know, you need to think about that, um, And I think about when I was a little baby, like a little, like since I can, my first memory was, you know, that I was going to be a performer, I was performing or I was creating. And it seems like eons ago that, that I was a kid and I don't know who put what inside of me, but I just knew that I had to create and, and do and, you know, perform. That was just, that was, I think that's just in my DNA between dad and mom,
0: Yeah, you know? (laughs)
1: Because he's obviously this amazing singer. My dad's songwriter, player, drums. And then, you know, mom's the most creative person we ever came across. Yeah.
0: Right? That's so true. And you kind of get both... It's like nature versus nurture. You know, like you have people who inspire you and who set an example for you and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here because you're that for me you know you're such an inspiration for me and an example for me when I was deciding what I wanted to do and the person to look to and then you know you have that nature as well and we look at like our DNA and the people who we just kind of like inherit things from Um, but yeah exactly that like you have music on one side you have design on one side it's just you kind of get like the bits and pieces from the people who give you your genes
1: Right. Well, and all of it's creative. If you think about it, like design, music, all of it is Mm -hmm. so creative. You know, and when you have, like, the smarts to go with it, then you're, like, pow. <laughs>
0: Unstoppable.
1: <laughs> well, you think about your mom. She's so intelligent and smart and creative. You know, she's one of the s- smartest people I know, yeah. but she also has common sense, which those two usually generally, don't go together. Right?
0: You don't get, like, the book right? smart and the street smart at the same time.
1: Exactly.
0: And I think it's really cool to see, like, mom's talents and how they're refined, and then yours and how they're refined. Everybody, I think, inherited, like, at least a little bit, and then it's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, but it presents in, like, a much bigger way in this person, or, you know, this part is really present here, and it just makes these cool little, like, I don't know, like, little pockets of talent that are across the board, and they're just so, like, relatable, and, like, we all have music that we love to do together, but, like like you songwrite and mom does poems you know like they're different
1: yes and Tracy used to songwrite mm-hmm. uh, more so which is funny she was a huge inspiration for me because she would always listen to, like Fleetwood Mac and oh, yeah. like things like that around the house Eagles yeah, things like that so it made me love music you know of course dad did but you know the limited time we spent with him he, we were just in awe of his you know drumming what do you
0: call it drumming yeah ju- drumming
1: <laughs> his <laughs> drumming <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> but do you remember do you remember ever having the moment where you were like I want to do this professionally? Like obviously it's something that you grow up with, but did you have that moment of like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this now.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up uh loving the beach and loving Hollywood for some reason I wanted to act, not really sing or I didn't think I could write. But I remember we lived in the old house on Polk Street. And I I can like envision my room now, and I had like surfer pictures, just so crazy, all <laughs> over my wall, or Hollywood, uh, Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. um, Joe DiMaggio. I was so so infatuated with that whole thing, and then of course I was acted and sang my, you know, whole life. Yeah. I think I've done, I've been in something, modeling, acting, singing, um, and. I remember, I think, being up in my room thinking, I, "This is exactly what I want to do," and back then I didn't realize I was creating vision boards. So whatever I would hang on my wall, or cut a picture out, or tear a picture out of a magazine of somebody. Brooke Shields was a huge one, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh my gosh, um, that I that was it. I just I just decided that I wanted to do it, and then probably when I was twenty something. I mean, I'm only twenty-seven now. <laughs> But for the 15th time, um, when I was in my early 20s, that's when I had decided, hey, it's time to go. I had booked a job um, in LA, a pilot, and I'd been out there, filmed it, uh, came back, and then I realized, holy crap, this is really, really what I want to do. So I just made plans. The people that I met out there on my pilot, Uh, We all became friends and there were these two brothers that said, hey, if you ever come out, um, you know, look us up. And so I'd actually talk to him and they had a room in this house for rent. And I just went. I literally packed the car and went.
0: I love that. Oh, I love that. Such an inciting moment. It's just like, yes, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. There's the opportunity. I'm taking it. And um, I always read my one of my favorite definitions. You know, people give definitions to words that aren't necessarily the actual definition that makes more <laughs> sense. But one of them is the definition for luck. And I've said this on here a couple of times, but they say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And when you prepare for something your whole life and then you get that opportunity and you can just jump at it, that's your luck. You make your own luck, right? Because you just said like vision boards. Like, yeah, you made them. You surrounded yourself with it. You were like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And absolutely, prepared.
1: and then luck. I think is also having the courage to do what you say you set out to do, or to take a chance, or to try. Because how would you know you could do it if you didn't at least take a step forward to do it?
0: Yes, absolutely. With your preparation, yeah. You
1: know, like I think about, like I and I don't know. I, you think back how you're so fearless when you're young and i often heard like my mom or grandparents say stuff like that i'm like whatever well you're crazy you just and it's true like i don't know today if i would just you know sell my i sold my bmw got enough money bought a honda literally loaded what would fit in the honda um ask a friend uh that would drive with me I paid this guy I think I got him a train ticket back from LA we made it to LA in a day and a half wow and we drove nonstop. so I mean what was I thinking I was, <laughs> I, was I didn't have anything I didn't have anything but what was in my car you know and uh it was crazy would I do that now probably no way <laughs> um so yeah I would say luck has many different definitions I think um And the, you know, your mindset in all of it is, is what's really important.
0: Yeah. Totally agree with that. I love the, the sentiment of just like you, you make it for yourself. If you want it, you get it, like you go get it. And that's how you make it happen. It's not going to fall into your lap. Like you have to go for it. Um, and you hear, you hear people be like, oh, well, that's so easy for you. It came to you or you're, you know, you know, the right people, but you can know everyone in the world, but if you don't make it happen, it's not going to happen.
1: Exactly. and You know, I say this so many times because, you know, obviously Bailey's auditioning now too. I think auditioning, by the way, was probably one of the toughest things I've ever gone through. Mm-hmm. I hate auditions. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. And I know you are just love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's something, I don't know what it is. It's about, you know, that you have the talent, and you can do it. But when it comes down to it, you know, it's a different, auditioning is different than actually performing. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, when... I went out. If I didn't have in my brain, if I didn't push myself, Madison, I don't know what I would have done. Like, cause I had nobody there. I knew, I knew a couple of people, a handful of people and everybody was doing their own thing. Um, and if you didn't, if I didn't have my my own, I guess, drive, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, nobody in our family did this. Mm -hmm. Nobody took off. Um, so for me, like to to be out there to push myself, I found out things about me I never knew, but I would never have it's be in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, circling back. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, I've probably been in the right place a couple of times, but maybe I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, so Um, Or maybe I was in, I know I was in the wrong place a bunch of times (laughs) and um, thank God I had the vision to see that, you know, honestly, Uh because you don't, I mean, there's a lot of times that you're in a situation and why people get taken advantage of or, you know, why bad things happen to good people is um, that you're so driven on doing, you know, what you're supposed to do at any cost and what people need to realize there is a cost, there is a price.
0: Uh, And you have to be, like, picky and choosy about the people that you kind of let into your circle when you're creating uh, sort of like a family or a support system. You know, do I trust this person? Are they the right kind of person that I want to be around? Are they going to have the same kind of visions and goals that I am? And am I going to you know, be able to have a mutually beneficial and good relationship with this person? Or are they trying to take advantage of me?
1: right and you know that's a lot of what the entertainment world is unfortunately the good and the bad of it I've been on movie sets where you know we were on a set of something for a month or whatever and you love each other you create this fabulous family that you think oh my gosh we're gonna be best friends forever and then you leave and you never see these yeah people again and it's like a heartbreak it's like a breakup in a in a sense but Again, it's kind of surface, you know. So you have to really, like we said, pick and choose the people. And sometimes the people that you choose to be in your support group isn't in the business at all.
0: Well, and I think about LA. I remember being in LA with you and like having lunch, and you telling me like. The waiters are actors. The lawyers are actors. Everybody's an the actor out truck. here, yes, yes. <laughs> and everybody wants something. And it's it's really interesting because you know people are like, "Will you listen to my demo? Will you watch my tape? Will you pass my resume on to someone that you know?" And it's a lot of people trying to get the same thing. And there's like that desperation. I feel like, um, and it's hard to be like, "Okay, well, <laughs> you're <laughs> a genuine <laughs> person." <laughs>
1: No, it's true. Well, and you know, what's funny about all that, it doesn't matter if you're a guy and a girl and you're not even going after the same part, you're still two actors or, you know, two performers, two entertainers. And no matter how happy you say you are for that person, you still think you're going to take my place. I need to get there before you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clearly not true, but it's in your brain. You know, that's it. Oh, if they get the job, that means I'm, you know, that's one less chance that I get to have that job. And you don't mean to feel that way. I mean, you didn't set out to feel that way. It's just, it's kind of like in you, you know, like instinctive, like to be that, oh, I got to get ahead. I got to get ahead. So you have to constantly remind yourself, I guess, to be real and humble. And when you want to have a friend, have a friend and try to separate it. Yeah. You know, and be there for them.
0: Yeah. You have to be grounded and genuine to another person so that you can receive that in return as well. Uh Exactly.
1: And if you're not constantly, if you don't have something to constantly remind you of that, like when I was in LA, I would save up my money or my miles and make sure I came home for you guys because you were the only kids in the family. So in order to stay close, I would literally fly back and forth for holidays and birthdays and recitals and things like that I could do. Couldn't afford to eat half the time, but it kept me. G- ba- grounded mm-hmm. I was gonna say bounded which bounded. is based and grounded yeah, that's at the same word.
0: time bounded. <laughs> I like it keep yourself bounded you can like TM bounded right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true and I think about like I I am so conscious of the time that you were gone and at the same time I'm not Because Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, she was gone then. But wait, she was there for that holiday. She was there for that performance. She was there for all these things. How could she have been in two places at once? But you were. (laughs) Cause priorities. I
1: <laughs> And I still am, you know, you think as much as we go on tour, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this will be the first Thanksgiving I'm missing forever, but if you think about us on tour and we always find a way to work it out to where we see our family, no matter where we are or, you know, um, friends or, you know, or what have you, what's, what keeps you going in life. This last tour we went on, it was three solid months and it was hard and um of course I was managing Bailey and because he wasn't getting paid for this tour we were doing uh tv radio everything we could do before performances on the road so Mm -hmm. we would drive all night from one city wake up at 5 a.m go to this radio or tv station uh come back try to get a nap get up sound check perform you know and then we start all over again we're exhausted yeah um but then you still you kind of get depressed a little bit you know well i got this one i got it hit me hard i think we were just so tired um that i got really lonely for family and Mm -hmm. it was the first time family i didn't get to see a lot of family on the road because usually everybody would try to come out Mm -hmm. so um but summer was hard last year but i don't know it put things in perspective to the point where when you are away, I think I, I have a gift that I get to see things from outside in, and not a lot of people get to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Right? And you were away for so long. I mean, you when you were in New York, but you were away, away. You didn't get to come home a lot. Mm-hmm. I could see you.
0: <laughs> that was the best thing ever. It was My favorite was like, part of living in New York <laughs> is when you were with me. What does that say? <laughs> right? It was so great. I was like, Mads is here. It just <laughs> felt like home. Me. <laughs>
1: right, it did, and it kind of it it helped Bailey a lot too. You know, to have somebody there because that's that's tough too.
0: Yeah, But he was so young too to be doing a Broadway stint at eleven.
1: Yeah, well, he was 12, 12 okay, twelve, almost thirteen. Yeah, but still young. And I mean, the only thing that prepared him was that he always homeschooled, which is good, and he's used to be on a tour. But not away from, from uh, I'm going to make up another word, France. Fram. Fr- <laughs> family and friends. Framily. <laughs> I only have one cup of coffee. Hold oh, on, let me have another sip. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So not to get off on a, another tear, but uh, being able to find something that keeps you, you, is
0: important. Yes, Definitely. And actually, you're so funny because I, lo- I love this. This is my favorite thing when it's like, ooh, tangent. But it brings me to my exact next thing I was going to ask you about, <laughs> which was managing. And so what has yes. it been like transitioning into that management role? And then like, how did you know you were ready to do that? Because that's a big thing to do.
1: Oh my gosh, it is a bit... Well, you know what's so funny is I managed Brian on his first solo, his well, his only solo mm-hmm. uh, record, and I had you know help with that, uh, got my feet wet on that, and didn't think I wanted to do that again. <laughs> um, but it came natural with me to Bailey because I'm his mother, so I kind of you know I'm we homeschool, we everything he does, I'm the principal, I'm the you know I'm the mm-hmm. everything, so this to me was a given, um, to the fact that I needed to protect him. And, you know, I've been through ups and downs and in and out probably everything you can imagine. And I know what he's in for. So, uh, that makes me good for him that way. But I can also, because I can detach, um, then I can just be the manager and not the momager. Right. Uh, I'd rather be a mom and a manager separate, which I I can do very well. Um, And I think that some of this just comes natural. I'm a planner, you know? So I like to plan events and parties and special things. Like I love to do special things for people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then creative comes into, well, oh, well, why can't we just do this? You know, Um, um, I don't know that things aren't possible. So that's helpful. Yeah, Uh, uh, I think just like... I mean, a quick story when I was going to plan our 10 year anniversary and I was thinking this has to be spectacular, blah, blah, blah. And I'm swimming in my pool. I'm doing the backstroke series and um, Dean Martin's playing really, really loud in the pool area. And I looked up at the sky and I thought, "Ooh, I want synchronized swimmers <laughs> for my, you know, for my party. And I did it. I mean, nobody, I mean, you know, was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, you know, what do you do when people say you can't do something? You do it. You do it. So um, exactly You know what I've done with Bailey, there's so many things uh, in country music that I've had to learn because it's it's different from pop. The uh-huh. people are different. And we have obviously more connections in pop. But you know, we've had to really chisel. I kind of feel like me and Bailey or Loretta Lynn and her husband <laughs> do. <laughs> I said to him the other day, I was like, oh, my God, do you feel like Cole Miner's Daughter movie? And he was like, yes. <laughs> we literally when we went on this little Chris Lane tour we like I had to learn all of a sudden not only was I a manager I was a road manager I was production I was wardrobe I was makeup I was everything yeah so I think you learn just by jumping in and you know if you can take it or not and um handle it and so I am learning like gobs and gobs of things but I'm also changing the way I see things that don't work well And I guess I just have enough gumption in my DNA, I'll say, to make it happen.
0: I love underlying words for people. You know, some people are storytellers. No matter what they do, they have something that unites them. And for you, you're a trailblazer. Like, you've always been one. No matter what you do, no matter what field, you're doing what you see in your head. And you have such, like, a strong sense of uh, visualization, I think, Going mm-hmm. back to even when you were little, you just said making, you know, vision boards around your your space and just seeing it in your mind's eye and then going out and doing it. And that has been evident to me if you've been a manager, an actor, um, an entrepreneur, no matter what you've done, you have trailblazed. You've just seen an opportunity and you've gone for it.
1: Right. I love that you said that. That's I've never I've never thought of myself like that, but I love it. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't know any other way, Madison. I guess from you know from when I was little, the way we grew up, you know, we just kind of had to. We had to grow up, so you just had to handle it. What whatever it was, you just you just had to do it. I mean, there was no saying no. There was no giving up. So um, that's a good thing. You know, there's a lot of crappy things the way you grow up, or things you can remember that
0: you think you wish you could change but
1: I'm so glad I did it because it wouldn't I wouldn't be who I am today.
0: Yeah, it makes you resilient. And that mm-hmm. I think says a lot about your preparation for this year because here we are in a weird time in 2020 and a lot of things have been taken off the table and they're, you know, not um accessible like they are usually and you're in the middle of starting something new which I can really relate to. What has 2020 been like for you professionally across the board?
1: For so for me personally it's actually it's almost like it kind of went on slow speed mm-hmm. in a good way because everything's moving so fast i needed to catch up in my brain and so it's kind of like given me the time to allow myself to trust myself because i think oh i'm you know this is not my business i maybe i don't know what i'm doing because um, you know we all have those doubt moments And I always doubt, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I just get somebody else for Bailey? Well, it made me realize, hey, you are doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and keep going forward. So it gave me like kind of just like slow, you know, it slowed it down a little bit, but we're still going now we're going like crazy. Like we're now fast forward this COVID has like all this lockdown, all this stuff, because it's turned into a digital world now and video and everything's at home and streaming. um, It's actually helped, it's helped us Um, be more creative and be um, learn more quicker. It's actually put Bailey out there a little more because people have found him and reached out to him. And so we have the opportunity to, you know, do more TV or more radio or Mm -hmm. more interviews. And then he gets to perform um, on video. So it teaches me, you know, what steps to take, what to say yes to, what to say no to. Um, And just like this concert uh, we're doing on the 12th, you know, obviously you know, pandemic friendly, I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, well, what if we stream it? You know, so we're looking into streaming it because of all these people that can't come, you know, even people in New York or, you know, I, I, there are people flying in or driving in for it. Um, but those are, you know, those are the diehard fans, but, um, the people that can't leave, uh, that would have to quarantine for weeks mm-hmm. and they can't for their job. You know, I thought, Ooh, what if we stream it? What if we do this? What, you know, so it, it's teaching you a different way. And I think if you're open to learning um, in any situation that you will make that situation, what it needs to be to, you know, make things move forward. So, and I think with you too, you know, you doing your podcast and um, don't have you figured things out about yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just resonate with what you just said so much because I knew I needed to do something right now. It needed to be, Something that didn't exist. And I wanted to give other people who were missing the arts and who were kind of detached from their craft and who were having to, like you just said, learn how to do things in new ways, an ability to talk about it and to inspire others and also kind of comfort each other because we're all in this together. And I know that's like a high school musical quote or something and it always makes me sing. You know what I thought about this? We're in this
1: love (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing this song game with you. Okay, go
0: ahead. Yes. But it helps. It's been cathartic. And I just figured out, like, I didn't know how to do podcasts, podcast, so I, I just did it, you know, and I learned how to edit, and I learned how to record, and it needed to be done, so I did it. And I think that is something that, I, when I hear you talk about that, when you're like, I just figured it out, when I just knew I wanted to do it, I just made it happen, that is something that I hope on my best days that I'm able to do, and that I find myself doing in my moments of... The greatest need
1: yes it's instinctive yeah I think that you the only reason you couldn't do it is that you doubt yourself or you don't trust your instincts
0: oh exactly and I, I know
1: that you're, you're that person I mean you can be that person but you know uh, moving away especially to a place like New York makes you a little garden makes you a little um and in this world oh my gosh this acting world entertainment world you learn how to doubt yourself so fast oh that is wow. so
0: true. It becomes like right? second nature. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and and like you know, bringing it back to auditions. I mean, you literally will think of five things you could have done differently. Blah blah blah. I did so horrible, and then you book it. You know, yep. or the one you leave there, and you're like, oh my god, I totally rocked that, and then you don't hear anything. <laughs> it's emotional. It's an emotional roller coaster. So it teaches you not to trust yourself sometimes, and you just have to trust that when you have an instinct, go for it.
0: Yeah. I, okay, I
1: and
0: think that you do. Thank you. I love that we're having this conversation recorded because I'm always like, you don't understand. My aunt inspires me so much. She always is in my corner. She's always telling me, you know, how she's been where I've been and how I'm going to be successful and what I need to do. But from a real, a, like a realistic standpoint and people are like, yeah, yeah. that's nice. And I'm like, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't get <laughs> <So> it. <nice. laughs> it's not that she's like, you're so great. I love you. She's like, here's what you need to do. This is our plan. This is, you know, what you're areas of opportunity are of what your successes are because you see it and you see me and you see yourself in me in places and all of my mm-hmm. listeners here you go here it is now you've <laughs> witnessed it this is happening <laughs> this
1: is happening I do I have full confidence in you Madison you know just from you coming home and you know teaching and choreography and music and voice, like you, um, you've been nonstop and you have been fearless and I'm very proud of you. And I think that you've got, you've got even more in you that you don't even know that you have that as time goes by, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Wow. And sometimes it takes somebody to remind you or to point it out for you to see it um before you can see it like I started a record company you mm-hmm. know and I forgot you know I was a, uh, <laughs> produced a movie and I forgot you know like which is so, sounds so weird now to say but things move so fast and we don't give ourselves enough credit which is probably why we can be so good if you constantly like remind yourself of how what you've done and what you then you won't do I don't think. You won't do as much. So if I realize how much I've done all the time, it might make me tired. You're like, I'm
0: tired. <laughs> I need to stop. You have a big
1: head, right? Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> um, but no, if there's anything that you want to do, I say do it. Just do it. Just try it. If you fail, you're like, I don't think that, I mean, fail is another word like luck. I think fail just means try a different way. I think fail means um, that... It's inspiring to me, but it's not a failure. Failure to me um, is when you quit.
0: Yes. I remember you telling me when I first got to New York about the nose. Okay, here's a story. It was (laughs) the night before I left to go to New York. I'd packed my stuff, but we were celebrating 4th of July, and I was ready to leave, and you told me that you were proud of me of course because you're my aunt and I love you um <laughs> but you said to me you're going to be successful and you're going to have times where people tell you no and it's the times that people tell you no that you're going to learn the most and look for the no's and learn from the no's and that is something I just carried with me so much because every time you know rejection's hard and every yes. time I got a no I was like this is not a failure this is a learning experience this is a, a place to re-examine and say what can be better what can I do better how can I learn from this
1: and you know what, too, Madison, on that note, because you get to know it, doesn't. sometimes it's not, it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell Bailey this, had I not gotten the opportunity, again, like so many things that I got to experience in L.A., I was in casting for a little while. And had I not done that, I probably, it helped me in auditioning so much mm-hmm. because I got to be on the other side of that table and um us as actors you, you you think it's god over there you mm-hmm. know you think oh my gosh it's the end all be all and it's so not it's so not uh that way i remember reading this little kid he was amazing um but somebody didn't like him because of the way he dressed or this other kid that came in. Oh, he's done so many commercials, and he was crap. But because he had done so many commercials, they thought, well, maybe we'll have, give him a callback. And I'm looking at these people going, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Yeah, it's some of it's luck, some of it's talent, and it, it you know, infuriates me when I see these people and you know these like a, supposedly A actors that can't act their way out of the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I've been in this process. I know how they got that job, and it's not you know it's not how they say the casting couch or anything like that it's sometimes the mood of the person that's casting you that day or the mood of the director yeah and sometimes it is your talent but if people know that going in honest to goodness like I think that people could just sit back and chill in it a little bit and know that you don't need this job you want this job but you don't need this job and it's not yours anyway so why don't you just have fun
0: That is great advice. I hope everybody takes that piece of advice that you just gave just now. Everyone stop, rewind, and listen to that again. So you look across the board and you look at all the things that you've had fun with that you've done and that you've been successful in, and you were just like, I started a record company. You know, I did casting. I, you know, you've done so many things. What about plans going forward? And do you have anything that you want to transition, like, or jump back into that you've done in the past personally again?
1: But it's so funny you, you say that because I was just talking. I mean, I've been talking about going back into acting mm-hmm. for years. I got out of it when I got pregnant um, and then kind of dabbled a little bit. But uh, I just, I you know, I've kind of played with directing, with uh, Bailey's music videos. Um, and I've always, like, everything I'm in, like a movie, I kind of produce. Like, I bring something to the table or... I do the soundtracks to things. And that's why I started my record company. Uh, I would love to direct, would love to direct. And I w- would love to write, but I'm not a good screenwriter yet. <laughs> <I'm> yes. <sorry. laughs> um, but I think I might want to direct and I would. I think I would like to act again, but I'm, you know, again, to me, here I go, I'm too old. I'm, you know, I, I put that in my brain. I would love to be able to, have a do-over in that sense where I always thought that I had to either be married or have a fabulous career and that I couldn't have a great marriage and a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I was—I think someone told me that, a teacher or something a long, long time ago that stuck in my brain, you can't have it all, you can't have it both, which is the biggest BS I've ever heard in my entire life, yeah. um, and I probably would have never given it up. But there's a reason for everything. I think if I didn't, I wouldn't have the relationship I did because I throw myself into things. So anyway, yes, possibly, maybe. But definitely directing, maybe acting again. Because um, I, I can enjoy it again because I don't have to have it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, and that's when things fall in your lap, too, is when you're, you know, it's just like you said, when you walk away from an audition and you're like, I nailed that one. Or like when you really, really want it and that's when you don't get it is because you put too much energy on it. Yes.
1: Yes. And that it's not always good energy. You think it is, but it's not always good energy. I remember when I was, uh, I did Sandra Dorsey's acting class and we had to do musical theater and we had to do all this stuff. And I remember dreading it so badly. And then we would go in, uh, and she would always tell me, which she was one of my favorite acting. We did method acting over there. Mm-hmm. She was my favorite acting teacher. She would always tell me, you know, like we would, we would do the sensory exercises. Did you ever do those? Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. Like it was crazy. You look in our class and you think we were in a mental <laughs> <board>. <laughs> like, Right? So crazy. But I remember thinking, get out of your head, get out of your head, get out of your head. Because I'd be fine we would be talking like this. I would get in front of a camera and they would ask me to slate. And I'm like, what's my name? What's yeah, my name? Right? What's my name? Right? <laughs> I might scare it out of my mind. And you know, one of my favorite stories is my shoe story when I was reading for 90210. Did I tell you that one? I don't
0: think I know that one. I was so freaked out, and
1: um, I, I came in, and uh, I, I uh, slated, and they're like, hi, Leah, blah, 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 and they're like, some girl said, great shoes, and I'm like, thanks, I got them at Ross. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> there was like 12 people in front of me on this table, and they all looked at me stone face, and it was right when Ross like came out in his commercials. <laughs> and I thought Ross was so cool at the time. <laughs> <laughs> needless to say i did not book that job.
0: <laughs> clearly it wasn't meant for you though because that's so quick on your feet you know what i mean Like you are like you should be appreciating me right now
1: <laughs> those shoes were bad look i got ripped out of them at another place so when they broke um no but yeah i think <laughs> i used to listen so to heavy heavy rock heavy metal uh-huh. so really loud or like or not really for me at the time i think it was like scorpions or something but I would (laughs) or Def leopard or something I would jam it before I went to an audition so I could almost like force everything out of my brain and it forced me to sing and have a good time Uh uh-huh so then it relaxed me to the point where I could literally go in and just say okay that you know to take a little bit of the pressure off so whatever it is that you can do like You know, me meditating before that, that would never work because I've got too much going on in my brain. But if you could just release, if you could just get out of your brain before you do anything, actually, like if it's anything important to you, so you don't self-sabotage, do something fun or silly or stupid or whatever you need to do to get out of your, get out of yourself, you know?
0: having your hand in something, whether it's directing or acting or running a business or songwriting or managing or, you know, creating an entire routine in your pool of synchronized swimmers, you always have something going on. What is your advice for the people who like you want to pursue the multiple creative aspects of their lives professionally?
1: I would say absolutely do it. Do whatever. Cause you never know Madison. Like if you would have asked me, you know, 10 years ago, you know, and said, do you think you could manage? Absolutely not. So I would say anything that interests you, especially in the business, whether it be when you're acting or if you're singing, I always tell Bailey, bub, you know, keep auditioning because you never know what you're going to enjoy or what's going to really hit. Um, you know, what's, what, you think you love this or you think you don't love something, do it because one piggybacks the other one. One teaches you uh, or instills different things in you and shows you a different way maybe to do the thing you love better. So I would say everything that is in your brain is there for a reason and they probably go hand in hand and they'll piggyback off each other. They'll, they'll teach you things, uh, different ways to do things or ways to do things better. It keeps your mind going. It keeps your creative up. And, you know, I think if you stopped and you get lazy, uh, like if you don't have an audition and you don't have anything, do something else. I mean, it can be like, Writing a poem. It could be like seriously, uh take up dance, do anything you can do to keep yourself active
0: in your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, active in your imagination. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Um oh. also I want to plug anything you want to plug, whether it's your stuff or Bailey's stuff or Uncle Brian's stuff, anybody's stuff. Where can people find what you're doing and what would you like people to see?
1: Oh well. Bailey's show is pretty much sold out. I think I think has got 10 tickets left, maybe. Um, we're doing a Christmas show, and Bailey's doing a show on 1212. If we stream, people um, can go to Bailey's Instagram or any of our Instagrams or uh, websites to find out what's going on with us. For me, um, I'm flying by the seat of my pants, so it changes <laughs> daily. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Oh my gosh okay if you heard that <laughs> that sounds
1: like somebody's trying to get in tiger lily
0: get down get down da- she's in the top of my closet and i have books up there and she just took her paw and knocked off one of the books that were on the top shelf she was just like this i don't want this here anymore she's so bad come here
1: Oh my she's like whatever. Yeah,
0: she's doing her own thing. She's like books. I like books. I wish she was
1: she could get this spider. I'm gonna take a picture of it and <laughs> up the thing. It's literally <laughs> it's I've got this phone in my like uh my light ring so I don't have to hold it. Uh-huh. And so I'm looking through my light ring at a teeny spider hanging from the ceiling.
0: Oh, you have a light ring. Yeah, I have a yeah. closet, so that <laughs> that wouldn't we have been were- fair. <laughs>